following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the Best Burger Campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is a football Friday on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this broadcast, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com on Minnesota hosting the Wolverines tomorrow night. Tim May later inside this hour on the Big Ten schedules that were released for. 2024, 25, 26, 27, and 28. I think Michigan, outside of the 24 schedule, the rest are pretty fair. But remember, TV money is driving uh, the scheduling bus, so we'll talk to Tim May about that. Also, get his thoughts on Maryland at Ohio State tomorrow. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. He'll join us. Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit on the Lions. I did tell Superfly earlier this afternoon when we heard the monthly test of the civil defense sirens and they sounded different and they were going longer. So naturally, what Superfly and I do, we overreact in quasi-panic. And I said, what if this siren is aliens landing right now in downtown Grand Rapids on the roof right behind us? And I said, I know we have safety set to start the show But if an alien pops up stuck to our window, I got to bring the alien in. I got to do the one-on-one exclusive. We're a sports show. I'd start out with like, where'd you come from? Now, again, I I don't know if it'd be hand signals, which wouldn't really go well for a radio interview. Or if he starts talking like, I'm like, okay. And then maybe to soften him up, the alien, I'd ask him some sports questions like, what do you think of the Lions and the Panthers on Sunday? First off, do you have Lions and Panthers on your planet? Uh, Wings, season opener. Next week, do you have ice rinks, indoors or outdoors, on your planet? Do you get Bally Sports Detroit or just do the app? On the alien ship. What do you think of the Mel Tucker situation? (laughs) 
I, how would I do the interview? I'm telling you that civil defense siren this afternoon sounded spooky out of a sci-fi movie. And I had sleep. I'm not paranoid. And I'm not inebriated. So it sounded like an end-of-the-world siren. And I'm like, the world can't end. Grand Rapids Catholic Central and Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern and my son Ace. Two teams that are 5-1. and one. Catholic Central's a powerhouse. This is a statement game. It's like Jesus coming Super Bowl morning when the Lions are scheduled to play later that night. It figures. Lions get to the Super Bowl and we get the rapture. I'm like, the world can't end. What do I do? I, I go out and communicate with the aliens on the rooftop right to my right. Go, look, guys. I'm okay with what you need to do, but can it wait until about 9.15 when the Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, Grand Rapids Catholic Central football game ends? <laughs> also, I got a tea time at Tullymore. Should I still hold on to that for next week, or are you guys taking over the world? What are the chances... That I could do a talk show and one of you join me as my sidekick. That was a scary civil defense siren. It was. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. I'm trying to figure out a way to transition to Clayton about Michigan at Minnesota Saturday night. He's one of the insiders when it comes to Michigan football and everything, University of Michigan athletics. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well. Great to be here. I would hope I would never, having me on would never hold you back from getting an alien scoop. You gotta, that's the priority, I think. Well, first off, you've been kind of needy about getting bumped anyway, so I don't need, <laughs> I don't need the text if the texts are still working after the aliens land where you're like, hey, Brett. I understand that Bill getting a one-on-one with an alien is important, but I got to talk about P.J. Fleck in the matchup against Harbaugh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, last week, they looked like the number two team uh, in the country. They looked like a team that could win it all. Uh, now you look at Minnesota, and really you start looking at the schedule. And until you get to Penn State, I know that a team can sneak up on you but they look like a well-oiled machine coming off that Nebraska W. Yeah, it's amazing what one game like that can really do because, you know, they didn't struggle much in the first three games. We saw, obviously, some interceptions and turnovers against Bowling Green, but Michigan handled all those teams. But they didn't look overly impressive or, or like the best team in the country, potentially, in those games. But then they absolutely did against Nebraska, and they received – quite a few more first-place votes in the AP poll this past week, I think kind of reflecting what people saw and Georgia struggling a little bit at Auburn. So now I think you kind of see that gear that Michigan has. Um, And like we've talked about a few times over the weeks, I mean, this schedule looks even weaker than it did coming into the year. And I guess you you give credit to the teams that are playing well, and it's a knock on the teams that aren't, like Minnesota kind of underachieving here early on in the year. But I mean, it looks pretty manageable here until you get to Penn State in mid-November. So I think, you know, Michigan's got to continue to build. They have to continue to improve throughout the year. They still have some things to work out. Um, but they have a lot of time to do that 
Um, you know, you never know going into an opponent's house, especially in prime time, like they will be on Saturday night against Minnesota. But uh, I think you got to like Michigan's chances. I think an 18-point favorite now in the DraftKings Sportsbook, and I do think that they will uh, they'll win this game pretty handily, and, and maybe we'll see you know kind of them build on what they did last week at Nebraska, which was pretty much a nearly flawless performance. I mean, you can nitpick a few areas, but it was uh, it was as good as they played in taking over a road environment as, as I've seen in the last few years, and there have been a lot of good examples of that in the last few seasons, too. So uh, I think you got to like Michigan's chances here you know, with what they have in the schedule coming up in the next several weeks. I think I said something like 37-10 last week, and they, they went past that. I'm feeling the same thing similar to Nebraska, and actually Minnesota is less of a hostile environment, especially with the way P.J. Fleck and his team have been up and down, so that will be interesting to watch. Uh, what was interesting yesterday, where they just kind of, here they are, and I know you guys at the Wolverine.com broke the story of Chris Ballas uh, the day before about uh, the schedules. Uh, your thoughts on what was released and home and away for Michigan the next five years. I, I really thought beyond just the juggernaut schedule in 2024 that those next four years were really favorable to Michigan. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that they really seem to front load this for Michigan. Like they have to play three of those four newcomers from the West coast next year. Uh, one of them on the road at Washington, they get Oregon coming to town. They get, they get uh, USC coming and then you have your traditional matchup with Ohio state. What really makes it tough though is next year's non-conference schedule because Texas comes to Ann Arbor Fresno State is who they will open up with. Fresno State currently ranked number 24, uh, so that's a that's a good program, and they're always a team that I feel like you have to be on the lookout for to upset somebody early on in the year. So Michigan's going to have its hands full, um, but overall, a lot of exciting matchups, and when you look at it with the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams, and thank God that lined up with you know the conference alignment. That they're two separate things, but man, does it, uh, you know, I think People in the SEC, people in the Big Ten are happy that those things are happening at the same time because Michigan could go 10-2 and two with that schedule, and I think they're in the 12-team playoff. They could go 9-3 and three and maybe have a chance. It probably depends on who the losses are against but and, and you know what other teams around the country do, obviously. But I think 10-2, and two, you're in. So it's kind of going to be a new landscape in college football where you almost have to be okay with losing a game or two um, you know, because the schedules are going to be so tough. Uh, but from a Michigan standpoint, they've had pretty weak non-conference schedules the last two years. Now it's going to be a strong a non-conference and extremely strong conference schedule. So season ticket holders will get their money's worth. Fans looking to travel will get their money, money's worth. And I don't love the realignment overall, you know, but, man, is it going to be fun covering some of these games, I'll say that. You know, one thing as I was looking at the five years out, and I know 24 is set, my guess is they're not going to redo 24 again if they expand. And if they are going to expand, I think I remember Florida State still might have an extra year to wait if it's going to be Florida State Clemson. I really don't agree with what some speculate because Clemson doesn't bring you any TV market. Florida State would bring you at least Jacksonville and Tampa. So when you watch the schedule release yesterday, went through it, is that it? Is that the end of the Big Ten expansion? Yeah, and I think we saw earlier on in the week with some of those rumors about Florida State and Clemson. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, 
they, they feel like better fits to me with the SEC. But I think these conferences are going to have to start weighing. Well, we bring in a couple teams. That gives us that extra revenue, as you're talking about. But then we have to divide all that money up with more schools. So does it really benefit us in the long run? So I think that's something to, uh, to kind of watch there. And I think you're right with the, with the way it lines up. They'll probably keep the 2024 schedule. And some people are saying, well, they're probably not going to add Florida State and Clemson because they did this schedule re- release, you know, and it, they don't want to have to do another one. Well, they're going to get the ratings from it, and all anyone cares about anymore is money. So maybe they will do another release in two weeks if they had those teams. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure on Florida State and Clemson. I sure hope that they go to the SEC if they're going to make a move, but that's just kind of my opinion. And one thing I will say about having to divide the pot more This is where I look at, hypothetically speaking, that if the Big Ten added Florida State and Clemson, I think they would go to 10 conference games. Well, you already have games coming up for 2024. I know teams have scheduled out, but it would be easier to get out of a game in 2025 uh, than it would 2024. And how you get that money is that you add a conference game, uh, you go to 10 with two non-conference if you would add, hypothetically speaking, Clemson and Florida State, or if Notre Dame ever changed their mind, that's where you get the money back because now you got uh, the member schools all playing an extra game and there's your extra revenue. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And they also have to weigh it from a competitive advantage too because when you look at moving to 10 conference games, I think the SEC, but in 2025, not even – so if you're the only team at 10, you know, I mean, it, you could be punishing yourself in terms of racking up extra losses for some of these teams and leaving yourself out of the playoffs. So I think at some point you got to start thinking about that as well. But you're right from a rev- revenue standpoint. And again, maybe that's all they care about because it seems like the TV executives are really the ones pulling the strings here. But uh, I, I think you have to weigh that, too, from a competition standpoint. Um, and you would hope whatever the committee looks like, the college football playoff committee, understands, you know, the strength of schedule and everything. Cause you know, they, they do that right now, but frankly, if you're in Alabama and you have two losses, like they did last year, I know they were, they finished what fifth or sixth, you know, before the playoff, they didn't really have a chance with two losses. They still just went with the team with zero or one loss. So I would hope that they kind of open it up a little bit more as the schedules improve in some conferences, um, maybe where you get a nine and three team sneak in at the end. So that's going to be something I'm, I'm really interested to see is how they determine those last few spots in a couple of years. Yeah, it was cool to see those new schedules in Michigan. Like you mentioned with Fresno State in Texas, they they, they have <laughs> that might be the toughest schedule ever in a single year uh, for yeah. Michigan, at least right now. But the good thing is Caleb Williams is going to be off to the NFL, Michael Penix Jr., Knicks at Oregon. You can go down the list. There's going to be right. a lot of attrition. Uh, if, if you were looking at playing those teams right now with the squads they have this year, then – uh, it looks really hard, but I think next year won't be as tough. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He'll be following Michigan at Minnesota. Also, everything, University of Michigan Athletics, uh, basketball, getting set to go uh, with Martelli uh, in for Howard, who's recovering from the heart procedure. The Wolverine.com, your go-to Michigan destination. Clayton, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah, he's a good man, Clayton Safey. His family, Mama Safey, with her bubble pizza. She's only brought us once. Clayton's been on the show for five years. 
I'm not keeping a scorecard on Mama Safey, who listens on our flagship station, 96-1 the game in Grand Rapids, but we love you, Mama Safey. Thank you. I did drop a huge opinion earlier today because late last night, and it's interesting the news cycle, how it works with Mel Tucker. Everything is released mostly late at night or on the weekends, right? And everybody starts coming at me, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Oh, see, you were wrong about Tucker. Brenda Tracy's lawyers say they have proof, or Mel Tucker's lawyers say they have proof that Brenda Tracy lied. That it was a setup. And I'm like, whoa. Go back to the letter when they fired Mel Tucker. He wasn't, he, he wasn't fired because of this Title IX complaint or anything connected to it. It was the public ridicule. It was Mel Tucker having an admitted relationship with a school vendor. That's why he was fired. It was in his contract. We had David Gregory, the attorney, the certified NFLPA sports agent, Bull Rush Sports. He's been in the studio multiple times. That's why Mel Tucker was fired. The Title IX hearings, the results, none of it there'll be, could be appeals. It's, it's still pending. So as I wrote on this huge opinion ad, huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, and I know these MSU fans, oh, you you got to apologize to him. He should get his job back. Even Clay Travis, the national talk show host. Oh, it's like Trevor Bauer. He was accused, and that woman's lying. Oh, it, he wasn't fired because of an accusation. He was fired, as I say, on that huge opinion. Mel Tucker wasn't fired because of any accusation from Brenda Tracy. MSU told Tucker this when they fired him, quote, had you not engaged in this inappropriate and unprofessional conduct, the university would not be subject to public disrespect and ridicule regarding your actions. That's what David Gregory said from day one in studio from Bull Rush Sports, the lawyer, the sports agent. His view on this situation, it's in his contract, in Mel Tucker's contract at MSU. MSU let Tucker go because of the public ridicule line in his contract connecting to him engaging in a relationship with a school vendor. This wasn't based on anything that Brenda Tracy has said. Is she squeaky clean or squeaky clean? No. But he was not fired because she allegedly set him up. He's fired because of the public ridicule that was brought on by Tucker admitting in that investigation what he did with that school vendor. Like I told David Gregory, the lawyer, his lawyer should have told him, don't say a word until we get to the hearing. Based on that, that's how Michigan State was able to fire him. That's why he's not going to get a major settlement. It is cut and dry in his contract. And Tucker reportedly did not attend the hearings because he has a serious health issue. I hope he gets better. But Twitter becoming the jury and the judges, you have no clue. Is Brenda Tracy suspect on some of the things she's said and done? And 
as much as Tucker, she engaged with him. Both sides, like, like I said this, from day one on this show, Tucker was stupid, MSU was tone deaf to the situation, and Tracy never should have engaged. If she's going to schools and speaking for victims' rights and teaching teams how to avoid crossing the line, how do you hook up with the coach? Oh, both are dumb. She should never be allowed to speak at a school again. She probably won't now. Tucker, with the school vendor, admitting in that investigation, in those papers leaked to USA Today, and Michigan State tone deaf to everything. No one is a victim here in this situation, in my mind. Tracy chose to engage him 37 minutes on a phone. Tucker, inappropriate relationship with a school vendor and Michigan State going, boy, I hope this doesn't go public. There you go. And this is just a bad coaches of East Lansing Bravo show. And I'm not going to use coaches plural because all the coaches in East Lansing are good men and women. Mel Tucker being stupid, Brenda Tracy being stupid, and State being tone deaf. That if you had to put a no contact order, not order, no contact message to Tucker and added supervision that you want to suspend him, you get what you went with in the results. Michigan State. Tucker and Tracy, all hammered, and rightfully so. On the way, Tim May. We'll talk about the Big Ten 2024 through 2028 schedules. Also, what about Maryland at Ohio State? Could the Terps get a W in Columbus? Tim May will join us from Ohio next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to BeanGarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to BeanGarter.com, that's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com, and they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at BeanGarter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. 
We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on a football Friday on the huge show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free online stream weekdays between 3 and 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. I'd like to thank the people of Ghana. They have made us the number one sports podcast According to the huge worldwide analytical numbers, thank you to our brothers and sisters and our sports fans in Ghana. It's not near Korea, it's Ghana. Ghana and Korea, two of the most popular huge show podcast countries. Combine the names, it doesn't sound good. Ghana and Korea, I'm looking at the list, worldwide rankings. Thank you. If you want to join us, our McDonald's of Michigan, huge question of the day. How bad will the beatdown be of P.J. Fleck by Michigan at Minnesota? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opted on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. How, ba- how bad will PJ get beat with his boat oars or rowing the boat in Minneapolis? Answer that on the Mercantile Bank listener line. I'm not saying he's going to get beat with boat oars. Don't take words and twist them. Mercantile Bank listener line one eight six six eight three eight huge. Let's go talk about Maryland Ohio State about the new Big Ten schedule. State of Buckeye football. Tim May, uh, one of the great Big Ten and Ohio State insiders, is kind of like the Jack Nicholas of broadcasting. How you doing, Timmy? Paul R. You all right? Yeah, I was. Uh, you, you you made an analogy with me with Jack Nicholas, so I thought I'd yell out four. You know, I did meet Jack for the first time at American Dunes, the birthplace of Folds of Honor. I think that was Labor Day weekend. Uh, he loves his Buckeyes. Great man. Yep. Uh, and Folds of Honor endowed eleven scholarships 
in the name of Jack and his wife, Barbara, that every year on behalf of Folds of Honor and the children of first responders or military members injured or killed uh, while serving uh, 11 people to Ohio State uh, in the name of Jack and Barbara Nicholas. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, the whole thing in life is not whether you achieve fame, but what do you do with what do you do with fame when you get it? You know what I mean? And uh, he's a great example of what you do with it when you get it for the good. And by the way, should it be how bad a beat down or how good a beat down? I'm just questioning your. Uh, I'm trying to be because when I start talking about beating somebody with a boat oar, it doesn't sound right, and it's radio, and you know how with Twitter and Facebook, and people can twist your words, and I just want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how, all right, how about this? How bad will Michigan blow out Minnesota? What do you think? Yeah, I guess that, I guess that's pretty good. I mean, uh, that's what I would go with. Uh, you've already you've already kind of put it out there, so uh, I was just questioning linguistics only for the fun of it. You know, I don't think the Big Ten. We talked last time before the season kicked off in August. I think it was Timmy, and it, it really is the Big Three and the rest of the Big Ten. I don't know if Maryland's legit. I guess we'll find out tomorrow, yep. but at least where we sit today, Ohio State, that monster road W in South Bend. Uh, you look at Michigan, they haven't really been tested. They look great at Nebraska, but Nebraska is still down. We won't yep. get a gauge on them until they go to Penn State. So really, and even Penn State, and I watched Northwestern three quarters, they didn't look that good. So, you know, it's still the big three and the rest of the big ten. Yeah, but you know what, Hugh, uh, I always say when, when people say that, for example, I'm, I'm not being a contrarian, but the final score is the final score, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are a lot of teams now that can rock them, sock them with you for a quarter or a half, but can they can they be in it for the long haul? You know, a heavy, a true heavyweight championship fight, you know, you got to be there in the 10th round uh, to have a shot. And and so uh, I don't even know if they still have heavyweight fighting. Do they? Do they have heavyweight boxing anymore? I'm just joking. But the bottom line is, uh, yeah, I mean, in, 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 no matter what happens tomorrow, I think anybody could see right now that Michael Oxley has, you know, arguably the the fourth best team in the Big Ten East. In in my opinion, that's saying something because they weren't that when he took over. It was a program in disarray and. And uh, I think he's done a hell of a job. And like I said, the bottom line is the bottom line. And just incrementally, the way this program has gotten better from a final record standpoint, I think is testament to that because it does finally come down to that bottom line. And they're coming in with a veteran quarterback and uh, and uh, an offense uh, that likes to hit 12 explosive plays a game. They only got nine last week against Indiana, and they were disappointed, but it was still a, a big-time win or at least a lopsided win, let's put it that, that way. A bad beatdown, I think is the way you would put it, for Indiana. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is a Maryland team that every year seems to get a little, seems to get a little bit better. And there's no uh, – I don't think there's any argument about it this year. So what do you think about that game tomorrow when you look at what Ohio State has done so far this season? What Maryland, you just talked about, a lot of explosive plays. Uh, what about that matchup in Columbus? Well, that's funny because I got a story that's posting on LettermanRoad.com later this afternoon. Of, you know, the the big question mark about Ohio State defensively, for example, at the end of the year last year was, are they ever going to fix what's going on with that defense giving up all of those big time explosive plays? I actually I call those I call those incendiaries because uh, they went in 
when, whenever you have an explosive play, it gets you down the field. But when you have an explosive play that takes you into the end zone, it changes the dynamic of a game. So, uh, uh, so far as they say, knock on wood, Ohio State has not given up a play over 40 yards long uh, this year, which I think might be the best in the country, or at least tied for the best in the country in that regard. And the longest touchdown play they've given up is two yards. <laughs> uh, Two-yard pass uh, into the end zone by Notre Dame uh, two weeks ago. So right now it looks pretty good, but as Lathan Ransom, one of their safety, said, you know, you, you really judge this. You really judge this at the end of the year. Did you get it done at the end of the year? Because as he pointed out, they were playing – they were playing pretty damn good this time a year ago on defense with a few few plays, but the but then the huge plays, pardon the expression, uh, caught up with them. Really, the last three games of the year, which was Maryland, uh, which Ohio State only led thirty three to thirty in the fourth quarter last year at Maryland, and then uh, Michigan and in the fourth quarter against Georgia. So have they have they truly fixed it? You know, they're going to get a big time test tomorrow. Tim May, Ohio State, Big Ten Insider from Columbus on the Roast Over Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, what's the buzz uh, in Ohio about the expanded uh, Big Ten, their new football schedules that went out yesterday? Do you think the Buckeyes were fairly treated? Uh, it's what you expected. Uh, it's easier uh, than what you were forecasting or tougher. No, it's about what what you would expect. I mean, uh, you know, uh, no home game with uh, one of the with one of the uh, the uh, no home game with one of the Pac twelve. They're not refugees. What are they? Uh, Immigrants. Expanders. No home, expanders. Expanders. Yeah. No home. No home game with one of those teams. But they do get a road game at Oregon. Of course, uh, it was a little bit different. The previous uh, version before Oregon and Washington suddenly joined. Hey, and huge! What if, like, all of a sudden, Notre Dame and somebody else joins? You know, they're going to have to do this again. I, I was talking about that in my opening segment today with Clayton Savior from the Wolverine dot com. Here is what I think will happen if they do add Notre Dame and uh, Florida State, let's say, whatever, or you know, Florida State climbs and that rumor was out there. If they add two more teams, I think they're going to go to ten. Conference games starting in 2025, and that will be the way to add more money to it where you offset adding the two new members. That's my just my that's my gut on it. Plus, plus you're never going to, I mean, you know, it's going to be hard to judge a conference on, unless you're playing in, you know, you're still only playing half the members, you know, if you part, you know, uh, if you do go to a 10 game, 10 game schedule, but they, they seem like they almost have to to get a true. Uh, one versus two in the Big Ten championship game, which of course they're going away from divisions, and I agree with that. You know, but uh, you know they've got obviously they've got standing contracts for uh, home and homes. I mean, Ohio State does with Texas starting in 2025, and uh, and then they play Alabama. You know, I think a, a couple of years after that, and right on down the line, you hate to see those games go to the wayside. But uh, yeah, I, I you know I've been saying all along. I think by 2030. Uh, or maybe before that, Notre Dame and North Carolina will be the two teams added to the Big Ten. I've been saying that for a year now, so we'll see where that goes. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to keep you eye on the ball, so to speak. And, you know, just I told you what bothered me last time we talked. What bothered me was that Ohio State Penn State was not a protected uh, every year series in this thing because you would think just the television networks alone would want would want that kind of inventory on their shelves 
You know, and uh, the fact that Ohio State's only playing Oregon next year of the expatriates of the Pac-12, the expanders, whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, I don't know. I just seem like the networks would have been more involved with having Ohio State at least play another one of those, maybe UCLA or USC. But, hey, it is what it is at this point. One thing I will say that I even with the schedule, whether it stays at 9 or goes to 10, like you said, Notre Dame, North Carolina, actually academically, you know, Charlotte is a big TV market. Notre Dame's a national TV uh, market. So I think those two do make sense. I haven't thought about uh, North Carolina. Raleigh Durham. Yeah, Raleigh Durham and Charlotte. So you kind of get two TV markets uh, for the price. One in North Carolina, again, basketball, same thing with ND, some other sports. Right. Uh, you know, right. baseball, soccer, all those things that they bring in the minor sports, non-revenue pretty much to the conference. But I think what the Big Ten's going to do with also announcing again yesterday, they're going away from East-West divisions. They're going to use the college football playoff rankings. That that ranking before uh, the Big Ten championship game or maybe the week before it uh, will be when the season ends. They will use that as what two teams uh, will play uh, in the Big Ten championship game. And I believe that will be fair, even with the, uh, you know, the uneven balance in the scheduling where I think Michigan gets hammered in year one, then it softens up for a couple of years. I, I think they'll do that, and that will be fair. So even if you have two losses and you're still highly ranked or higher ranked than any other uh, Big Ten teams, you still could get to the Big Ten title game, and also we get the newly expanded 12-team football playoff uh, yep. starting next year. Yeah, you could. I mean, absolutely. You know, you know as I've said, am I interested in <laughs> – if I'm Ohio State and Michigan, am I interested in possibly playing two weeks in a row? Which, you know, you had that possibility back in the Legends and Leaders days. Remember that, Legends and Leaders? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Marketing but, uh, geniuses. But here's the thing, you know, it's like you, if you're Ohio State and Michigan and you play, you know, the end of November and uh, and you're you're basically 1-2 in the conference from a, from a rating standpoint and a uh, one-loss standpoint, you know which game, which game's going to loom more importantly on your on your revamp schedule? Is it going to be the game, or is it going to be the rematch? And the possibility after that that if one takes out the other, and then the other takes out the one, uh, you know, in the championship game, and they slip to like six and eleven in the college football playoff rankings, they could play again, you know, the very next game. So you could have Ohio State Michigan in this scenario playing three weeks in a row or three games in a row. So I'm not sure whether anybody wants to see that, but uh, just when you think it can't happen, it could definitely happen. Yeah, I can't wait for the Ryan Day uh, post game uh, Mike in your face uh, comments after he has to play Michigan three straight times and the same thing on the other side. Uh, for yeah. Harbaugh. It's all good, though, man. I, I'm telling you, this new look Big Ten, it's exciting to see those schedules. Timmy, i got to get yeah. to a network break. My man, keep up the great work. Good to hear your voice again. Oh, absolutely huge. You know that, man. Anytime, brother. Yeah, I love him. Tim May joining us from Columbus talking Maryland, Ohio State, and also uh, the released, newly released Big Ten football schedules for the next five years. It is a football Friday on the huge show across Michigan, presented by our friends from McDonald's with locations all across our state. And you can pick out your best burger on the board, tastier, juicier than ever before. 
I recommend the Big Mac this weekend at your local McDonald's anywhere here in Michigan. I'm telling you what, I think it's just a fresh, tasty, juicy, saucy feel to it. And I love uh, the Big Mac, my best burger on the board. You can find yours at your local McDonald's in Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. A football Friday continues here on the Huge Show across Michigan. To everybody, enjoy that high school football game tonight. Full day of college football on Saturday. And also the Lions and the Panthers Sunday at 1. And if you're listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game and GR, you can join me at Big E Sports Grill on the Beltline in Grand Rapids near Woodland Mall coming up on Sunday. 1 o'clock, a huge Lions watch party, great food and beverages at the Big E Sports Grill on the Beltline near Woodland Mall in Grand Rapids this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Also, make sure you go to the Huge Show Facebook page. Search the Huge Show at Huge Show on Twitter. 
Our Rivalry Cup is back. Three nine-hole matches, two-person teams, Michigan State fans versus Michigan fans on Monday, October 16th. We've expanded to two golf courses, the North Kent Golf Course in Rockford and the Alpine Golf Course that Nick Lipinski and his family uh, will take over at the end of this year. So we have room for 144 golfers, 72 two-person teams. If you want to get into the drawing for that free day of golf, three nine-hole matches, alternate shot, best ball, and scramble, Michigan State fans versus Michigan fans, go to at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, you'll see the pinned post where you can enter, and we'll draw names and let you know earlier next week. And thank you to everybody at the North Kent Golf Course in Rockford and the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side of GR. Big. Bad. Huge.